You know, I, what I try to do is just try to be still and understand that things come and go. Emotions come and go. The important thing is to accept them all, to embrace them all. And then you can choose to do with them what you want versus being controlled by emotion. Hi, and welcome to another Love Dimension. This is Samuel. And today I want to talk about meditation. I want to share with you from recent experiences some of the deeper aspects of meditation. When I started meditating, I thought that it was just about being a calmer person or relieving stress. But after practicing for years, I've come to experience something that proved to me that this goes way deeper than that. So if you're curious about meditation, then just lean back and I hope you enjoy this. So to understand what I'm about to tell you, I have to first explain the premise of meditation. And to do that, I have to first say that there are different types of meditation practice. And they're all different and they're all valid. They're all good and beneficial in different ways. But so far, and I haven't explored them all, what I've seen is two different types of meditation one of which is meant to make you calm and very peaceful and stable in the present moment. So these are meditations typically where you focus on a mantra or the breath or something else that uh, grounds you in the present moment. And this in itself is very good. And even a requirement to then continue with the second type of meditation that I've tried, which is insight meditation. So, the whole premise of insight meditation, or as it's traditionally called, vipassana meditation, is understanding that, as human beings, we have five ways of experiencing the world. The outside world, as you might want to call it, which is seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, touching, but then also a sixth one, which is the mind that uh, experiences thought and emotion which is generally generated from uh, what you might call within. And so the whole idea of insight meditation is to first hone your attention into the present moment. You need to be stable here and able to see the very, very subtlest level of detail when it comes to this sensory input. Because quite often we meet the external world in any of these forms, again, seeing, hearing, tasting, smelling, touching, or even thoughts that we might have, and then we react without knowing what we react to. Sometimes we react with liking or disliking. And then if we don't catch ourselves when we do this, this liking and disliking grows into craving or addiction or disliking that grows into aversion or hatred. And this causes suffering, and it's important to realize this. But it's not enough to understand this intellectually. So what meditation leads to is a direct experience that tells you, I mean, you will know it, that any of these sensory inputs that you tend to react to 
they're all impermanent. As it arises, it has to disappear. Whatever it is that you want cannot stay forever. So this very craving for something that's not here and then holding on to it, holding on to something that is bound to disappear, it just causes suffering, is the idea. So this is all very theoretical, but once you develop an awareness of this, you start seeing it in your daily life. Let's say, we can try this right now. I want you to sit back, sit a little straight, and close your eyes. And think about someone you hold very dearly. A person that you love a lot or like very, very much. Uh, a nice experience or memory with this person. And see if you feel any feelings arise. And see how you like it, you think it's pleasant. Now, think of something that happened this week that you didn't like. Think about something embarrassing or something that you wish didn't happen. It can be a mistake you made or something you said. Or something someone told you. And see if you feel differently. These are just thoughts that were arising and then you felt the sensation, the conditioned response. And this is very normal. But then you have similar conditioned reactions and responses to anything. You might feel very, very angry if you miss the train. Or you might be a person that is not affected by it. So it only tells you that this reaction is not fixed. It's different for every person and it can even change within you. So recently what I experienced is, again, because I grew to hate not having slept well so much that when I woke up tired, it spawned a lot of bad emotions within me. This reaction was deeply ingrained and affected my whole morning. But yesterday, I woke up tired. I recognized those sensations, but something was gone. My response, my reaction to it, my conditioned reaction of disliking this feeling was gone. And it was so peaceful. It seemed like I had cut the bond between the sensation of being tired and myself disliking it. And what happened was I felt so much better that morning. It allowed me to do my morning routine with a peaceful mind, a better state of mind. And it showed me that it's not just about becoming calmer in a moment of stress. This is something that can change your life. 
So that was a very, very interesting experience. I'm going to keep testing this to see if this comes back. Maybe it's not completely cut. But from my understanding, you keep watching your sensations and your reactions. And you keep realizing that they're kind of superficial. And I haven't really covered uh, a lot of it. I can't teach you in 10 minutes what requires uh, at least 10 days if you want to do a Vipassana course, but then multiple of these 10 days courses and also years of practice where they say that you do an hour a day or two hours a day. So I haven't even covered a fraction of it, but I just wanted to share with you this experience that it seems like it's possible to become aware of your conditioned responses that are unhelpful and by merely watching them you see clearly that they just come and go they they just arise and pass away they're reactions but you don't have to keep them and by merely watching them they tend to disappear they erode and with the time it seems like you become free of them. You become free of this that previously caused you suffering. And it's just such a relief. But no matter how much I talk about it, it's not the same thing as experiencing it. So I urge you to try it for yourself if you're interested and see if it works for you. Don't take my word for it. Don't hold it as a truth. You need to test it. Test it for yourself. Be like a scientist. But to do this, you need to understand your attention needs to be so sharp and your stability in these moments of habitual reaction, you need to be very stable because otherwise you tend to react and you're drawn into that and then you miss the whole point. You miss the whole thing. So give it your best and it takes time. It's taking me years. But then maybe you'll see something similar and only then will you know that, yes, I experienced this so it's true. So I'm not going to intellectualize or try to wrap this around in concepts. It's just this experience that I had and I wanted to share it with you. And hopefully it made you interested to try it for yourself. First, I want to thank you for listening this far. I also want to share this clip of Kobe Bryant talking to Jay Shetty, who is a very interesting person. He was a monk now what he's doing is he's trying to make wisdom go viral. He's trying to take everything he learned from being a monk, and but not just that, but any life experience he's had, and he wants to share it with the whole world. So here he is talking to Kobe Bryant. Absolutely. How, how have you been able to, in your life, see past the cloud of emotion to actually execute on things? Because I think what we were speaking about earlier, this challenge that young people have today, everyone has today, of just... So much information, so much cloud of emotion, so many feelings, so much childhood baggage that you're bringing. Like, how have you always cut through that and executed on that? You know, I, what I try to do is just try to be still mm. and understand that things come and go. Emotions come and go. The important thing is to accept them all, to embrace them all. And then you can choose to do with them what you want versus being controlled by emotion you know a lot of times i've seen players even myself you know when i was younger being consumed by a particular fear 
Um, and to the point where you're saying, okay, nah, it's it's not good to feel fear. I shouldn't be nervous in this situation. Like, nah. And it does nothing but grow versus stepping back and saying, yeah, I, I am nervous about the situation. Yeah, I am fearful about the situation. Well, what am I afraid of? And then you kind of unpack it. Mm. And then it gives you ability to look at it for really what it is, which is nothing more than your imagination <laughs> running its course, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love that. Because what you're saying is that when you're dealing with something, it's almost like, how can I get to the root of it? Yeah. Because sometimes what we're dealing with, like you're saying, it's an imagination, an illusion. It's not really... It's not, it's not really a thing, yeah. you know? Like you, you think about game-winning shots and or game-winning free throws, and people go to the free throw line and they're nervous about it. Well, what are you really nervous about? If you unpack that, okay, you, you're nervous that you're going to miss the shot. All right, so you miss the shot, then what happens? People are going to be embarrassed. You're going to be embarrassed because thousands of people, millions of people see you miss the shot. All right, and then what? People are going to talk bad about you. Okay, right? And so you're looking at it and you go, are those things even important? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? If that, yeah. if that is my fear, like what, what is, you worried about letting your teammates down? Okay, have you let them down before? Well, I'm sure, in practice and things of that nature, right? They're still there, Yeah. you know? And so when you're able to unpack it, you kind of look at it for what it is, which is really nothing. Yeah, I love that. Breaking it down. I think that's so important. I think everyone who's listening or watching right now, next time you're facing a fear, next time you're going against something, do that. Like literally yeah. unpack it. Don't just settle for your first answer because the first answer is rarely the right one. Yeah, don't hide from it. You know, you got to be able to look at it and, you know, and, and, and deal with it head on. So this was so interesting. It seems like meditation is not the only way to do it, but I'm not sure. Maybe Kobe Bryant has been meditating, but it seems like playing sports requires that you have the same sense of awareness in the present moment and same stability and ability to handle tough emotions and just see them as they arise and realize that they don't have to affect you in that way. And then with time, it seems like you can you can sort of take control of yourself instead of letting these emotions control you by playing sports. And I don't think sports or meditation are the only options either. There's probably a multitude of ways you can do this. But meditation, my image of meditation was to just become calm. Meditation seems like a very, very good way of doing this too. With that said, find your thing, try different methods, and I wish that you become a happier and more peaceful person and that you can enjoy life more and that you share whatever worked for you with others so that they can find it too that's what i think my purpose is i'm gonna keep exploring keep trying and keep sharing and if you feel like you're getting something out of this then that makes me so happy and i really really look forward to meeting you again next week <laughs>